on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Guessman along with Wendy Thomas and on tonight's show we're bringing you 100% LA Galaxy talk. We're talking the preseason loss to Seattle, the press conference to announce Nigel De Jong, and with less than a week before the CCL matchup with Santos Laguna, we'll break that down as well. It's not all doom and gloom, folks. Plus, joining us later is LA Galaxy goalkeeper Dan Kennedy. We'll be taking your calls, dissecting the team, and predicting the future. It's go time. Are you 90 minutes fit? It's a packed show, and we've got nothing to lose. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Wendy Thompson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another, I think, is going to be excellent and exciting show on Corner of the Galaxy, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman, Wendy Thomas with you, coming to you live from COG Studios, and of course, after the devastating 4 nothing loss, I don't know, I don't even know if that's true, devastating 4 nothing loss to the Seattle Sounders last night at StubHub Center in the pouring rain. Uh, we've got a bunch to talk about. I know it's exciting. Wendy, it's uh, it's good to see you back. It's good to have you back again for the second week in a row. Um, I'm hoping that you got to actually experience that game last night along with the rest of us. Uh, I was there in person. You got to see it on the live stream, I think. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure I'm not as waterlogged as you are, Josh, because True. I definitely was not actually at the StubHub Center last night, but I read your article uh-huh. and because uh, you described vividly what it was like to be at the StubHub Center in pouring rain. Yes. Uh, I consider us lucky, unlike Seattle, where we live in a climate where fortunately we're just blessed with sunshine right. all year round. But I think the one potential downside from that is that Seattle's players are a little bit more accustomed to playing in rain than we are. I, you know, I don't even know if that was it. I, I would say that, um, first of all, if you, I, this was tweeted out by the Sounders account, and I was like, wow, what a, what a horrible thing to be good at. They're like, some people just do be- better than, or some people just do rain better than others. I'm like, what a ridiculous, horrible thing to be good at. Good at the rain? That's like being good at snow or good at heat. No, screw that. We're good at sunshine here. We're good at beaches. You know, we're good at tacos. I will take all of those things over being better at, at rain. That's, re- that's, that's ridiculous. But I will say this. Listen, Seattle played and took advantage of their chances better than the LA Galaxy last night. Uh, the Galaxy, because of their personnel and because of the field. Listen, 
if you couldn't see it on the stream, Wendy, I, I don't know how clearly it came through, but um, it was basically like playing in three inches of water out there for most of the time. And Seattle handled it a lot better than the Galaxy. I don't know that that's a that's a huge knock on the Galaxy. I don't think they're going to be playing a ton of rain games. Um, and quite honestly, it's a preseason game. I think they got nothing a, out of yeah, it. Yeah, scrimmage. I mean, you shouldn't read into it too much into a friendly. You definitely shouldn't read too much into a scrimmage. I mean, this is... But on the other hand, there were some points in your article and some points that I think were, you know, were reflected in the, in the game, which are worth addressing, raising, bringing up. Um, the one thing that I thought was worrying, I don't really care about the outcome of a, you know, a scrimmage and pouring rain, but I do think it was interesting that, you know, you pointed out that you thought that Dos Santos and Zardes both looked off. They were yawn worthy, both of them, but all, all night. I I just don't, I haven't seen it. First of all, Giovanni Dos Santos, I haven't seen anything from in this preseason. He has been, you know how people used to sort of point out Landon Donovan being absent in games. I mean, that was one of, one of Donovan's biggest knocks. Uh, For me, Giovanni Dos Santos has been that absent person and because of that it's worrying because he is supposed to be you know part of this you know multi-pronged attack Wendy and he's he's pivotal I mean if if he has a bad season I mean that's crucial for the galaxy because DeSantos not only is he a DP he's a young DP he has a long contract with the galaxy right it's not like the galaxy can afford to have him not perform he you know that's He's kind of a linchpin to the whole galaxy system now. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, he is, he is, we all talked about, you know, bridging the gap between designated players because we know Robbie Keane is, you know, I don't know. I think I consider him a question mark for next year right now just because of his age. I don't know if the LA Galaxy go. You under- say that. You say I know. That. I, I know. I don't know. I'm just, I, it's just, it's one of those things for me. I'm like, hey, if that's going to be a question mark, then that, then that's an issue. So you're going to have Gerard going. We already know that's gone. Okay. So Gerard's going to be done at the end of the year, which is fine but whatever you think of steven gerard that's not the point here um you know robbie Keane could be gone so you could lose two designated players next year and your bridge player is going to be giovanni dos santos he's the bridge he's that person who takes the older dps and sort of transitions and possibly to younger dps or some, or to some bigger names and you need him to be playing you know top of his game whenever especially going into ccl right now he really needs to be good i mean the other part of this and and i'm sure it'll be a common theme as we talk throughout the night here wendy is that it's very possible that this LA Galaxy team just has too many pieces, too many new pieces, that they're not able to gel in time for CCL. Maybe, but with respect to Dos Santos, he was here for the second half of last season. And you know what's interesting? Do you remember last season when he came, there was a lot of, he was being played um, as a striker. And one of the reasons that was attributed to that was because he, uh, they said, he, you know, he didn't have fitness. You know, he was lacking fitness. He needed to gain fitness. Uh-huh. Um but he's had a whole preseason, and um, he's you know about a decade younger than Gerard and Keane. So one, I mean, that should be something that he should be have together by now, and he should be capable of playing on the wings as a ten, as a striker, and and being you know he should be really outstanding for us. I mean, Azardis, I I don't know why he would be out of sorts since he had a whole month of U.S. soccer um, camp before joining the team. He should be fit, ready to go, but he's not a DP, whereas DeSantos is. So, I mean, I'm I'm going to be, you know, biting my nails before the Santos Laguna game next week, just, you know, praying for DeSantos to show up. Yeah, DeSantos needs to show up. And it, you look at it, and it's Giovanni DeSantos on the right-hand side, and then you also have to see, you know, Jossie Zardes that plays sort of on that right-hand side as a, as a forward, as a striker. Um, you have Robbie 
Rodgers on the right-hand side, and that's the side that Seattle chose to go after. Um, you yeah, you know, said you thought Cole had problems with uh, handling Morris. Up to a certain point, only only for at the beginning of the game, I think Cole put Morris in his pocket, quite honestly. As the water got deeper and the footing got worse, really the defense went down the hill for the LA Galaxy. Now, whether or not that's just they're not playing in rain. Now, you look at Ashley Cole and uh, Yella Van Dam, and you look at those guys and you say, listen, those guys have probably played in some rain. Um, yeah, so, in England. Are you kidding? <laughs> Gerard and does, Cole, this should be like, this is like heaven for them. This is like, they're, this is like bring back days of the EPL. Can, can I tell you my hot take on, on all of this is that this is, one of the, this is one of the many reasons why I'm not a professional soccer player is I hated playing in the rain. Hated it so much. Oh, Getting, I, don't, I don't think that playing in the rain is, I mean, first of all, I think playing in LA heat is way, way worse. Way worse than playing in oh, some yeah. chilly weather. It's, yeah. it's so much harder. Do you remember the New York City game? Last year in August, it was so yes. hot. I was with my friend Stephanie. We both almost had heat strokes. I mean, and I was just sitting there thinking, how are they playing in this right. heat? Right. I think it's harder to play in heat. Yeah, no, well, I, I mean, it is harder to play in heat. I think it's, it's easier to play in rain, but I just don't actually like getting wet. All right, so that's really the problem. I don't like when the rain falls on my head. Maybe it's because I'm losing my hair slowly but uh, surely. Josh, I, I, there's one thing I do want to point out to you, which yes. is um, rain yes. is actually water. Yeah, I know. I don't like it. I don't. It's. <laughs> I don't like getting dirty, like muddy. I'm not that. I was like, you know, I would. I would. I, I think I played a championship game like whenever I was 12 or 13 years old, and it was in the rain, and we played for a half, and there was literally like the ball was floating, but the referees were idiots, so they didn't stop the game, right? And so then, uh, you know, I. I was like, I don't want to go back out there. It's cold and it's wet and I don't want to do it. You know, that was me. So, yeah, that's my hot take is I don't like playing in the rain. And so I was actually freezing my butt off in the press box because somebody goes, aren't you in the press box? I'm like, yeah, because the press box is open at StubHub Center. The wind blows and it's cold and everything else. Regardless, that's that's that was what it was about. I don't like playing in the rain. What about the field conditions? Did it look like slop, oh, it was horrible. Like it's just sort of slopped up. It, it was horrible. They were they were playing in three inches of water literally down the middle of the field. I mean, it felt that way. The ball was slowing down. I mean, listen, if this wasn't a preseason game, I wonder if they would have played the second half because of how much the, the weather was absolutely affecting it. And yeah, but you know what? There is a way to play in rain effectively. You can use that to your advantage. In the first season of MLS, the final was a MLS Cup final was in Foxborough, Massachusetts in some of the worst climate conditions that have ever been played in MLS. Absolutely. Bruce Arena coached DC United against the LA Galaxy and beat them You're not allowed by, to you, you know, playing in some ways a different kind of ball and to accommodate for the fact that the weather was so bad. All right, everybody. Well, Wendy's been muted for mentioning DC United, so Wendy won't be talking for the next 30 seconds about winning an MLS Cup. That's quite honestly, that's just something we don't take on this show very kindly. Um, so Wendy's in the penalty box for a little bit. Is there a blue card? It's like indoor soccer. Wendy gets a blue card. I'm just kidding, Wendy. You're back. I just... <laughs> I was, Listen, I did, you, I, if yeah. you appreciate Bruce, you have to appreciate the entire career of Bruce. As far as I'm concerned, Bruce Arena was created by God in 2009. <laughs> all right, so that's how well, that's he coached at UVA, <laughs> he coached at DC, he coached the US men's national team. There's rich coaching history. I don't, for Bruce. I don't know any of that stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, right. uh, so yeah, no, the, the field you don't want to use it as an excuse, but I think as the LA Galaxy play and sort of how they played or how they like to play right now is a lot of on the ground short passes, right? That's sort of what we've seen for them. And you couldn't do that last night. So that was certainly a thing. So the balls over the top that came from Seattle and that Seattle capitalized right, on, you know, yeah. that is, that's probably more the better effective. way. Yeah, it was, but it was more effective. And listen, I, I wasn't worried about the defense. From what I saw, the, I think some people mentioned the defense was playing a high line. Um, they were. 
and they were getting beat on it. So, yeah, that's a learning curve and stuff like that. But if you look over the progression of games that we've had, uh, the defense has played pretty well throughout this preseason. So I'm not super worried about, you know, the rain or, or, or anything else. You know, I'm not worried about sort of the performance that happened. I think it was affected by the rain. It was affected by the refereeing, which was um, kind of atrocious. They were, they were definitely in preseason form as well. Yeah. Brian, Brian more Rowe. Worrying, more worrying is how do you put together a lineup that has Robbie Keane, Giovanni Dos Santos, Jesse Zardes, uh, Sebastian Legette, Mike McGee, Steven Gerrard, and not score goals. They don't, they don't, they haven't. And this is the problem. This is, if you're looking over the trends, and that's what I tried to do in the article on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can go there, you can read it, you can have fun with it. Uh, tell me where I'm crazy. Please call in and tell me where I'm crazy. 949-734-4217. We're here to take your calls. Uh, this is what we're here for. Um, all 10 people of us in the chat room or however many people are out there listening, uh, call in and give us your take on the LA Galaxy. That's what we're here for. Um, but quite honestly, if you look through the trends and everything that has happened here on the here in LA Galaxy land so far is that the offense hasn't been scoring a ton of goals. The most they scored, I think, was two goals in the closed-door TFC game that they lost 3-2. to two. Um, But the defense has been okay. So you look at three goals given up against TFC, you know, maybe that maybe that is a trend. Maybe that is something that is a little bit uh, more worrying like the reverse, than I see it. The reverse of what we had last year is what you're saying. It could be. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think this. I think the defense is going to be okay against Santos. I'm not worried about but, them. I do worry that the offense isn't going to score any goals. And you can't win this game or, or this series, basically, um, with Santos if you don't score any goals. It's not no, going to happen. We, we must. We must score goals. Yeah, and it has to happen at home. I mean, it has to yes, happen on Wednesday. Yes, we have to. We must score goals. Multiple goals. Next Wednesday, must. And, and Robbie Keane, despite his Robbie Keenness, all right, cannot do it all by himself. And no. I, I thought... What if he could? He, he would put the entire team on his back and haul our asses to the CCL final if he could, but he can't. He can't. He can't do it. So uh, you look at it that way, and you know that worries me, again, is that Robbie will try to do that. And whenever he tries to do that, that's what you get last year, by the way, um, is him having more goals than he's ever had and the LA Galaxy getting knocked out in the oh, first round. I okay? know. So that's, that's what you have to see. So you need to see some teamwork. Now, granted... The LA Galaxy could have easily scored three or four goals in that game, and if there was no rain, two of those for sure would have gone in. I think some of they got slowed down on their way. You know, Robbie Keane pulled a move and like had mm-hmm. to just like dink excuses, it. Excuses, excuses. Seattle played in rain. They played in the same conditions that we did, and, and they, they played goals. better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm telling you that the LA Galaxy should have. Uh, should have scored three or four goals. The fact that they didn't, I feel like we said this a lot last year too, Wendy, is the fact that they didn't worries you, that they didn't finish it, that they didn't put it away. Um, You know, I I think that the LA Galaxy offense for the first 20 minutes or so played really well. I mean, LA Galaxy looked like they were going to run over Seattle. Seattle just, they got a hold of the game and they ran away with it. I don't know what else to tell everybody, except that that's what happened. And, you know, 60, 70 minutes of LA Galaxy starters and 20 minutes of everybody else is kind of the way it goes right now for, for the LA Galaxy. I will tell you this, Scott French, who was in press box with me pointed out this interesting fact today fact to me um only one la galaxy player has played 90 consecutive minutes in a game uh this preseason only one only one should i guess yeah go ahead 
I'm going to guess Robbie Rogers. Dan Kennedy. Dan Kennedy is uh, the well, okay. only one to I know, right? which is like, duh, you think about it. But he didn't yeah. even play 90 minutes last night. Brian Rose started the game with the first team, which was interesting. I don't I have no idea. We didn't get to talk to anybody after the game. It was a condition. I, yeah, it was a condition of uh, them opening it up to the media. So that way we could watch was that we wouldn't get to talk to anybody. I didn't make that deal, but that's the deal that ended up happening for whatever reason. So I'm glad I got to be there. Um, but, I, but we didn't get to talk to anybody. So I don't know why Dan Kennedy started the second half with sort of, you know, he still got to play with the first team. I mean, you know, for... I think that Bruce very well could, you know, be playing the goalkeepers against each other this season, you know, getting them to really compete for the number one spot because Kennedy is, you know, the better keeper. He is definitely the better keeper, but you know, if he doesn't perform well, Bruce is going to, he'll, he'll throw in Brian Rowe. Absolutely. He will. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt Bruce for one second. That's for sure. Um, you know, Bruce will do anything at any time. So you know, absolutely, I, I like it whenever I come out and Bruce, have. Bruce lives by the IDGAF motto. Yes, exactly. Um, and and I love it whenever I come out with like absolutes, like, oh well, there's no way Leonardo will start over AJ, and it's like, well, of course it could happen. I know that. <laughs> I know that for a fact it could happen. I'm just telling you that you know, in my mind, that's that if that happens, it's more on the ridiculous side. So, all right. We have a call, Wendy. 909 is coming on here. 909, who is this? Hey, guys. It's Avi in Texas. How's it going? Avi, how's it going, buddy? Thanks for calling in. What do you want to talk about, man? What what worries you on this LA Galaxy team? Did you get to watch the game last night? Yeah, I did watch it. Uh, aside from, you know, being disconcerted by, uh, by get, you know, getting a beating by from Seattle, you know, I think it's true a lot of things that, that are being said about uh, – you know, it was a waterlogged game, and you, you could see that the, the, you know, the, the ball was slowing down quite a bit. And, but, you know, what we could talk is the first 20 minutes, it, it looked like, you know, some of these guys that they brought in, like Dijon and, and Gerard, he looked really active. Right. They, they looked really good. They were really fluid. And, and that's a huge positive to take away from the from from the whole thing. Well, here's here's the negatives. Can I give you sort of like the devil's the 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 what what do I want to say, Wendy? Devil's advocate. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Let me give let me give you the yeah yeah the devil's advocate <laughs> side of this is that um, okay great so you had the old guys who played really well for twenty twenty five minutes. And then they just fell off the face of this earth and Seattle scored four goals. I mean, is that something that we're going to see because they're not going to be in game shape or they're not going to be able to handle whatever amount of minutes that Bruce gives them and that towards the middle of the game that they're going to start falling off? Do you think that's a that that could happen? Uh, I don't know. I, I I think from what I saw, it, it looked like and I, and I and I saw somebody mention this on Twitter, but. It looked like when there was some basic mistakes, like there was some head dropping, and it looked to me like it was more something like that going on, right? Or with frustrate with frustration, and frustration with some it, probably some things that have been worked on in practice, right? You know, of of, of guys needing to be in spots that they're not in, right? Um, there was there was a couple of times where I think Keen he, he hit he hit a good ball, a good hard ball. And the, the ball bounced off the goalie's hands, and somebody needed to come up and clean up. And yeah. they they weren't there; they weren't hitting their spots. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw that. Ha- I saw that happen twice. Yeah, Wendy, what do you think? I mean, did, what did you see? Uh, you know, as far as what Javi's saying, I mean, did, did you see I that? Do, I, so I do think that conditions played a role in it, but I also think that's an excuse because conditions are something which everyone has to compete in. We're all in the same field, right? Um, on, on, but you're you're right. There's you know, um, Robbie Keane. You know, it's interesting that we were talking about Dos Santos being absent because, you know, 
Robbie Keane is a decade older than Dos Santos, and he always, except for last year when he had about two months because he, he was injured from the Vancouver game, right. I cannot remember a time when Robbie Keane had fitness problems, didn't show up, checked out of a game. You know, he he always shows up and delivers, and he he delivers a lot of opportunities. He creates a lot of opportunities for the team, and he cannot literally do it himself. So if he's going to create things and people are not going to finish them, then we're going to have a problem. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's sort of uh, to to go down that way. I will tell you from my observations, and I said this: Jossie uh, Zardis got yelled at by pretty much everybody, and I'm pretty sure uh, Nigel De Jong was going to yell at him too. But the, Nigel's still like, "Oh, I'm kind of new, and I don't want to <laughs> yell at people yet." Right? So <laughs> so so there was some of that too. Jossie was getting. And the funny thing about a stadium that's completely empty of people is that you can hear every word those guys yell at each other on the field, <laughs> even up at the press box. I would just say that Robbie Keane has a potty mouth and was not very nice to some of, this, uh, uh, of some of the things he said to uh, Jossie's artist. Uh, we, know, we know Robbie Keane has a potty mouth. Yeah, he, he does. And that uh, Steven Gerrard also got on Jossie's artist. I think that there were a couple times where Zardis was late to finding the proper run or the po- proper space or he got in the way. And this is something that you can definitely nail Giassi's artists on, that he is not a, the, the best runner or, or is finding, finding runs and finding the space and being where he's supposed to be. Javi, what else, anything else you want to say before I let you go, buddy? I, I think you're spot on, Josh. I think that the, there's such a good buildup from what I saw from those guys in the back, you know, Van Damme to Cole, they Cole to Gerard and Gerard to Keane. And Keane turns around and he looks and there's this guy hitting the spot and he's not there. Right. And that, that, that can be a problem. I, I saw a little bit of the same with Boateng, but, you know, Boateng has a lot of upside. He's young. I don't think he's considered a starter completely yet, but, but he is so darn fast that, you know, he, he, he just opens a lot of doors. So maybe that's passable. But Zardes, you know, I think they're expecting more from him and, you know, it's 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 up to his artist now what he's going to do with the criticism. You know, if he's going to step up and, and and do what he needs to do, or or maybe if he you know doesn't progress. So that's uh, my take. Awesome, Javi. Thanks so much for calling, buddy. Certainly appreciate it. Okay, guys. Bye. All right. There's Javi. Javi called in. You can call in, too. 949-734-4217 is the call-in number. If you think that Javi's crazy, if you think I'm crazy, heck, if you think Wendy's crazy, crazy Wendy. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Not give us a call. Possible. Not, possible. Not possible. No, I, I, here's the other thing that uh, about Giassi's artist, and I feel like he's earned some criticism on this because, again, um, between him and Dos Santos, I feel like they've been sort of the biggest question marks, although I can't really even get into it because we have another sh- caller. So 818, who's this? Hey, this is Jose. Jose, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Doing great. Wendy, say hi to Jose. Hey, Jose. Hi, Wendy. <laughs> what do you got, buddy? Hey, I was just calling. Uh, what do you guys think about the left wing? Left wing. Uh, uh, Bolton's been getting a lot of wing, a lot of minutes on the wing, and we've got and where's Jet my and Burrell and McGee and right. Yeah, the, who starts? Where's, who starts where's on the left boy? Wing? Where, where's the boy? The boy's d- d- injured. All right, that's that's where. Yeah, it. exactly. So if the boy's injured. Wouldn't I would personally love to see Villarreal get a shot with with the first team guys? But love- he's so far down the depth chart. Boateng comes in and boom, he's getting the majority of the minutes in the in preseason. Why can't we move some of the guys from the left to the right? It seems like our left flank is so packed. Why don't we just like move some people over to the right? I mean, Legit, isn't he actually technically right footed? He is, but you know how Bruce likes to take a right footed person and then like invert him. I'm surprised Boateng, who's left footed, isn't on the right right now. Wendy, actually, that that would make perfect sense because that would be the, uh, the 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 perfect way to do it. But no, um, okay, so we we know Sebastian Legit. I said this in my article. But we know Sebastian Legit has been injured. 
injured. He got 20 minutes, which I think is pretty ballsy of Bruce to begin with because it was raining and you have a guy with a groin, you know, recovering from a groin injury. And it's really easy to like twist your groin in the rain whenever it's not, um, you know, whenever it's uh, whenever it's raining and slippery and all that stuff. So he got 20 minutes. He looked fine. I talked to Scott French again, who was in the press box. Scott French writes for MLSsoccer.com, is a frequent guest on Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, at Scott J. French on Twitter if you want to follow him, because I love Scott, and he, he's awesome. Scott said that he saw him in Las Vegas personally, said Legette looked great in Las Vegas. It's really a fitness issue. So for the CCL game, Jose, I think that the real answer right now is it's going to be a Boateng as the starter, and I don't think that's going to change. He's shown us enough. Now, does that mean that he has the number one starting spot? I don't think so. I think he's number two behind Legette, but I'm not sure Legette is going to be you know 70 minutes fit to be able to play against santos um you know in a ccl match and you, you're kind of you're you're taking a chance there especially on that injury jose so for me right now it is it is boatang and then legit and you talked about jose Villarreal. they love you know everybody loves jose Villarreal. i do too um i just i think there's a pace of play issue am i crazy wendy it just does it always seems to me jose Villarreal just plays a little slow for my liking it, so I think that actually his soccer IQ is really high. He has yes. a great left foot. I love that left foot. And he's very creative. He's creative in a way. I'm not going to say he's creative like Landon Donovan, but he brings an element to the galaxy that we really lacked last year, which is um, you know a lot of creative energy on the flank he can bring. However, that being said, we know he's injury prone. And that was what my, 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 my wish for the LA Galaxy 2016 season was first for us to win CCL. Yes. My second wish was to have for Jose Villarreal to have a season without injuries because I think if he could have a full season, then we could really see what he's capable of because I do think that he's really talented. He's a homegrown player, but I understand that there's an issue with whether he is someone who physically can play 90 minutes for an entire season because we'll, we've never seen that from him, and he's never done that. Yeah, so I, I, it, it's going to be interesting. Jose, I think you bring up a good point just because, um, you know, there, there's certainly some depth issues there. There's a ton. We, we've talked about it. I'll say it again. I think I'm going to say it every podcast until, until it just becomes everybody knows it. This team is 28 players deep, um, and some of those players are going to be three or four deep at a position. Jose Villarreal is probably third um, at left wing right now, but I think he's going to get time. I really do. I just don't know if it's in the CCL game. If it is, look for him late game sub um, to come in, and Bruce may even use him in you know sort of a three three attacker uh, front line on, on some occasions too. The problem with Jose Villarreal being on the same field with Robbie Keane right now is that they they like to. They like to be in the same spot. So Jose really likes the center of the field and in that in that removed uh, position or that removed striker um, right where Robbie Keane does. So keeping them separated, like you have to keep Giovanni Dos Santos and Robbie Keane separated is probably a good, t- good thing. We have all these number nines. Um, and and like there's I, I, you just want that one sort of, you know, I don't know, that that straight on striker, which is why Giossi's artist, Wendy, is getting that. Jose, do you have any other questions or are you good, buddy? I'm good. Awesome. How's that? Thanks for calling, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right. What, what I was saying is that, you know, Giossi artist is playing that striker position right now, Wendy, because he is a straight-up striker. That is what he's doing. He runs forward. He goes in a straight line. Yeah. That's, that's his job. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody else, you look at Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane doesn't run in a straight line. Robbie Keane likes to go forward and drop back and fill in that space behind the striker. So you need somebody to sort of do that. You need somebody like Alan Gordon if you're going to put somebody in uh, to, you know, to stretch the field, to give Robbie Keane that, that movement and, and, and that ability to drop in. And Jose Villarreal likes to find that gap, too. Giovanni Dos Santos likes to find that gap. Everybody likes to find that gap. I'll be honest. If you're looking for somebody who could really help this 
Galaxy team as a striker or as a late-game sub. If it's not Alan Gordon, you should go down and get Jack McBean from LA Galaxy 2 because that is what exactly what he did for LA Galaxy 2 last year. He's got the muscle to be able to play a type of role like Alan Gordon. Um, but you need that. You need that ability to stretch the defense vertically so that way there's space in behind for Robbie Keane to operate. And right now, I'm not sure Jossie's artist is doing that. I know this is going to be the Bash Jossie's artist show, I think, is, is how it's going to go, Wendy. Does no, that sound like it's good? not the Bash. Yeah, I, the thing is that on the one one part of you wants to root for Jossie's artist so much because of yes. the effort level that he puts in. He is, I've seen games where he is running in the 92nd minute down the field, just hoping to make something happen for the Galaxy. And as a fan, what you want is players who will play their guts out, who will play their legs off, who will put everything on the field for your team. On right. the other hand, fundamentally, his judgment is just not as good as some of the other players. And so... You know, you have, I feel a little bit torn where I'm like, oh, you just didn't quite do the right thing there. But, you know, he wants to do it so much that you just, I want to root for him. So I'm not going to bash him. I hope that he just, maybe, maybe it's just from playing on the wing all last year. Maybe he's just a little bit rusty from playing strikers so you know i'm, I'm gonna be optimistic about this I, I i think he can i think he can do it i'm, I, I'm gonna be optimistic i like your, i like your optimism you have you have good optimism right now and i'm gonna use that into the break all right we're gonna go ahead and take a break uh whenever we get back we're gonna continue this conversation also focus a little more on ccl coming up santos laguna coming into StubHub center on wednesday uh, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting, so we got a lot to talk about. Still taking your calls whenever we get back as well. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh and Wendy with you once again. Getting everything set here. Excited to... uh, to continue our conversation, remember coming up in the next segment, LA Galaxy goalkeeper Dan Kennedy will be joining me, so we'll have that, so you don't want to go anywhere for that. Uh, should be should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it, so we'll see how that goes. All right, Wendy, um, where do I, I, you know what, I know, there's something I definitely want to do, there's something I've been missing the last couple of shows because we've been too busy and I didn't pay attention. Um, but I want to give a shout out to somebody who uh, somebody who listens to the show all the time. And not only does he listen to the show, but he loves to talk L.A. Galaxy while he's working. This is Sammy. Sammy the Barber at True School Barbershop in Buena Park. Want to give him a little shout out. It's on the corner of Western and La Palma. Uh, he's there. He's there every day except Wednesdays and Sundays. And I, I've been told by uh, my good friend Tony. He says he's always down to talk 
uh, galaxy and all things soccer. So if you need a sweet haircut, that sweet fade, and you want to talk some some Giassi's artists and why he has not been the Giassi's artist we expect him to be this year, uh, Sammy is your guy. Again, Sammy the Barber at True School Barbershop in Buena Park. Sammy, thanks for listening, buddy. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, glad we can provide you some entertainment, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out at a game real soon. So go there, if you, Wendy. Go there for your haircut. Okay. Okay. It's out. Are, now, are you angling for a free haircut? Is that what this is? I don't have that much hair. Uh, no, I still have my hair. Okay. I, I don't want. Right. I don't want to talk bad about my hair. I still okay. have it. I'm not angling for free. This was somebody was brought up and, and said, "Hey, um, you know, I go to this guy, Sammy, and he he cuts my hair, and we get to talk galaxy, and he listens to the show, and so you know, it's a it's a big deal." So I want to. Hi, Sammy. Yeah, there, Hi, Sammy. There you go. See, so th- that's it. So Sammy, uh, the barber at True School Barbershop in Buena Park, loves to talk. L.A. Galaxy and soccer, all types of soccer. So if you want to get your hair cut and you want to jaw at some Robbie Keane or why Stephen Gerrard is 35 years old and, and runs like and it. And still our best player. Still our best Ste- player. <laughs> oh, that would be Robbie Keane is 35 years old and still our best player. Stephen Gerrard is, is somewhere in between. That's what I'm saying. Oh, did you say Stephen Gerrard? I did. I, I switched it. Did. I said Robbie Keane and then I said Stephen Gerrard. So it, it's Robbie not your fault. Robbie Keane is our best player still at the age of 35. Yes. Yes, I agree with that. So that is, uh, that's a, see, this is why, can we, let's sidetrack. Sidetrack. Um, <laughs> this is why the, this is the difference between the LA Galaxy and Seattle. Everybody knows that Seattle transferred Obafemi Martins to the Chinese Super League. Um, yes, because they offered them a whole crap ton of money. That is the oh technical term. Okay, Chinese so, Super League. What they are doing right now is absolutely amazing. It's great. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I don't know how financially uh, stable it is, but it, okay. There's we'll no, go with if there's no outside market forces, then there's no real worry about it. I mean, that's sort of the thing. It's, sure. It, it, sure. It, this is all. No smoke and mirrors in the Chinese economy whatsoever. Ex- ex- that's what I'm saying. So, like, it could last forever. Who knows? I'm certainly not going to be there. But the, the LA Galaxy would have never done that. You know why? Because Obafemi Martins, regardless of what you say, please, please argue with me that Clint Dempsey was the best player on the field for Seattle. Because, you know what? He was a really good player. But a lot of the stuff came because of Obafemi Martins. He was the playmaker. The LA Galaxy, Wendy, would not have trade Robbie, traded Robbie Keane or transferred Robbie Keane. He is the playmaker on this LA Galaxy team and to do that would have just killed the team and quite honestly seattle made their team worse even though they just smacked us four to nothing i love having this argument after that game thanks guys I, really <laughs> pre- I had this argument all queued up and like then they go and do that so that's nice uh, i mean obafemi martins is a huge loss for seattle and i mean it also puts huge pressure on jordan morris because i think seattle is banking that jordan morris he has to produce this year for them because if he doesn't I mean, Clint Dempsey's great. I, I love Clint Dempsey, but he's not—he's not, he's not going to do it for them this season by himself. No way. So basically, Jordan Morris really needs to perform this year. I mean, yeah. he's going to have to put up a lot of goals. All right. So there, there was our Seattle talk. But yeah, this was this is the difference. Okay, Galaxy wouldn't it wouldn't matter really how much. Although, I would be tempted. I would be tempted to tra- to transfer Robbie Keane if I got a whole crap ton of money right now. No. He's at that. He's at the end of his career. It's not going to last forever. This could be the year, Wendy. This could be the year it all goes downhill. Never, never, never. Never, of course not. Um, so anyway, so that's, that, that was uh, you know, just another little side. So sidetrack to sidetrack, and that leaves us back right here. Um, the LA Galaxy coming up, obviously, we've talked about the CONCACAF Champions League game Wednesday, February 24th, 2016, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Santos Laguna comes uh, to StubHub Center in the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinals uh the return leg is tuesday march 1st so less than a week later um the la galaxy will go down to torreon into estadio corona and play 
in this game. Uh, again, 7 p.m. start time. This will be the return leg. Away goals matter. All that stuff matters. I mean, it's... Ugh. Yeah, Santos, I think right now, I think they their last six games, I think they've won three and lost three. Yeah. Uh, they're I think they're eighth in the table for Liga, Liga MX right now. That is correct. So I think they're I think they're doing okay in Liga MX or pretty well. So we had better pull our S together. There you go. Uh, Santos just ended a three-game win streak when they lost to America at Estadio Azteca. Um, that was America's first home win this season. So... Uh, to sort of show you, hopefully there's a dip in form and that uh, Santos got all of its winning out of its uh, system there. Um, <laughs> but somehow somehow I don't believe that. Uh, Santos had just beat Tijuana, uh, Tijuana who, was, who was at number seven uh, in Liga MX, I think, the week before. So, um, you know, this is a Santos team that... Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty they were, good. They were really good. I think two seasons ago, or or you know, in in uh, in twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, maybe the end of twenty fourteen. Really good. I think they even uh, won that that particular season. Then they came this last season, and you know they've they've sort of been stumbling through things. They've gone through a whole bunch of coaches, but uh, nonetheless, they are you know they're ready to go. Quite honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I think they're actually looking forward to playing the LA Galaxy. I think the LA Galaxy should be very nervous about this game. Again, I don't know how much time this LA Galaxy team has actually had together. Whenever you look at uh, Nigel DeYoung just coming in, I mean, just really playing his his first game for the LA Galaxy in Las Vegas and then, you know, playing against the Seattle, that's it. You've had two games with uh, Nigel DeYoung. Uh, you have Van Dam, who's just come in. You had Ashley Cole, who's just come in. You had Steven Gerrard, who never really settled last year, so that's there. Uh, you have Boateng, who's brand new on the team as well. You have Dan Kennedy, who's brand new on the team. There's so many new pieces, Wendy. How can you possibly feel good about any of this? You're giving me heart palpitations. Sh- I am going to be so nervous next Wednesday. I'm going to be watching the game like with my hand kind of covering my eyes the way you do it and you're in a horror movie at, yes. at the movie theater. You're kind of peering through one of your fingers um i i the thing that's that is frustrating and exciting and kind of exhilarating but also sort of nauseating is that i have no idea what is going to happen this season last season you know there was a few things that changed the season before that even fewer things changed and i had a clear idea going in like i think i know what's going to happen this season you or thought- I, I think i know what the te- team is going to look like i have no idea we could literally tear mls apart this right. season or right. uh you know we have tons of players over 30 we could be plagued by injuries not get into a rhythm and and just, you know, never really get into sync and, and you know, not even make the playoffs. I, I have no idea. I well, have no idea. Well, That's why, you know, watching the, the Santos Laguna game, it's going to be, you know, not only the CCL game, but it's also going to be like, you know, maybe an indicator of what we're going to start the season with. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if that's going to be true, Wendy. I mean, you look at <laughs> oh, this team. There's so many injuries. Oh, my God. It, so many injuries. It, Did you look at the injury list? Yeah, but they're they're better than it actually looks. You sh- you need to calm down about the injuries. You're 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 they're okay. Everybody's going to take turns telling one another to calm down. Yes, yes, that's what it's going to be back and forth. AJ Delagarza still has the right foot. He played 20 minutes. Relax. He's playing. That's good. Okay, so good. We'll we'll sort of almost cross him off the list. He's playing. Whether or not he's ready, he's the one I think is going to be ready and will play 90 minutes or at least close to a full game against Santos Laguna coming up on Wednesday. I think you need AJ Delagarza in the defense. He he needs to be back there. 
you know, Steras, I'm not sold on. Certainly not. Um, Romney, no. Okay. Uh, so that's probably going to happen. AJ Delagarza has to come back and take that other central defensive role. It doesn't look like Leonardo is going to be back in time. He didn't play at all last night. Uh, Leonardo, he's injured. He is. Leg injury. So that's not going to happen. Sebastian Legette has the groin issue. He played 20 minutes. Again, start pushing him off the not really injured list anymore. Okay. Romney played 20 minutes. Push him off that. Um, Alan Gordon has bruised ribs. Unfortunately for Alan Gordon and his bruised ribs, uh, he played the last 20 minutes of this game and within the first 30 seconds of him being on the field, got speared with a knee in his bruised ribs again. Definitely saw him holding it uh, he labored again, so I'm sure that hurt again. That I'm, hurt. Yeah, that and I'm not hurt. so sure. And then you have Jeff Jeff Laurentowitz, who still has the hernia surgery. There's your injury list. It's not horrible. There's a bunch of those guys are playing games. I think Alan Gordon. It's Alan Having Gordon. Three of your five center backs, though, being injured. That's why That's we have not. 17 this year. <laughs> Don't worry about it. it. That that I'm not worried about as much as uh, I think everybody. I think there there's, there's going to be enough people for for uh, Santos. It's just. You know, I think Alan Gordon will be, be be available for Santos as well. I mean, nothing keeps Alan Gordon down. I mean, he could have no left foot. And, nah, he'd play with a bloody nose he, and, you know, a, yeah, his he, tibia he, bursting out of his skin. He'd, he, he'd, he'd try and get out the field. He, he'd rub some dirt on it. You'd back yeah. in it. No problem. So, rub yeah. some Herbalife on that, you know? That is right. Get some, talk to Bulletproof Baggio. Get some of that magic coffee. So between those <laughs> two things, I think you're going to be just fine. So uh, you had that. Uh, you have all those injuries. But again, I'm not, I'm not worried. You have your starting lineup. I think we have it. It is, you know, Robbie Keane and Jassy's artist starting up top, regardless of what that yields right now. That's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it's going to start. Bruce has already tipped his hand to that. Um, you know, left midfield, I think, still think it's going to be Boateng. If it is legit, if he gets the start, then look for legit not to go more than 60 minutes, and that Boateng comes in for the rest of that time. But they, if you start legit, you know that's a sub starting from the very beginning, Wendy. So that's yeah, an issue. Risky. Yeah, so that, that one's it. So look for Boateng there because I think you are you can at least, if you had to for some strange reason and other people got injured, Boateng could play 90 minutes. All right? So so that's that's okay. You're going to have De Jong in the middle. You're going to have him with Steven Gerrard. That's easy. Giovanni Dos Santos on the right wing. That's going to happen. There's no arguments until any of that. Uh, for for any of that, then you start on the left. Um, it's going to be Ashley Cole on the back. It's going to be uh, Yellow Van Dam. It's going to be AJ Delagarza. This is where I think AJ slots in. I don't think this is a sub play as a defender and the way that AJ plays. I think he's going to be fit enough to play the ninety minutes. So I'm okay if he starts. So AJ Delagarza comes in and plays that center back position, and then on the right, uh, the right back position is Robbie Rogers. And Rogers has looked good this time this year. Um, a little issues, but again. He has Giovanni Dos Santos in front of him, who hasn't been playing a ton of defense. So if Robbie Rogers has struggles this year, focus on Giovanni Dos Santos and where that's at right now, because that is going to be key to Giovanni Dos Santos getting back and providing cover for Robbie Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. that's it. No, I mean, Dos Santos didn't look too interested in defending. Yeah, I don't think he ever is. So that could limit Robbie Rogers' effectiveness going forward if he's going to have to stay back. I, just, <laughs> just something to keep an eye on. Not saying that's going to stay that way forever, but that's certainly something. Uh, Robbie Rogers is still prone to some Hiccups. Ashley Cole got beaten off the ball a couple times by Jordan Morris. Might be the field more than anything else. Ro- Ashley Cole is not fast, but he's quick, Wendy. So he can get to his top speed quickly, and he's really smart in his positioning. So if there's something that gets in the way, like field conditions, right? Whenever it's wet and soggy, and he's not able to sort of you know outmaneuver somebody, he will get beat every single time. So that's also something to watch. But with AJ Delagarza in at center back again, it gives you the speed option to show recovery. So you need. That's why I have to have AJ back there for me because Van Dam is gigantic and will kill somebody. Uh, he'll run over anybody. He'll, he's a freight train. Mm-hmm. Stay out of the way. 
but mm-hmm. he's not super fast, and he likes to go forward and pulls himself out of position. So you need somebody who can recover for that. AJ Delagarza is that man for me, and that's why that is. And then Dan Kennedy and goalkeeper. So those are my starting. I mean, is there anything? So you're, you're dictating that his right foot must be healed then? Yes. Yeah, okay. absolutely. He played 20 minutes. If you can play 20 minutes, it's good enough that you can run on it. Now, granted, don't know how he felt All today. Right. All right. I, I, I'm going to get you in touch with the fitness people over at the yeah. LA Galaxy. I think you guys should put your heads together. That's, no problems. I can will anybody healthy. I mean, You're just going to will AJ healthy? Yes, I'm just – think good thoughts. If everybody does, it will be fine. If we though. all think good thoughts, then AJ will be ready next week. Easy, Tinkerbell. We don't need to go flying around. All right? All right. Good all right. Wonderful thoughts. Anyway, <laughs> um, so there it is. Um, so this is what we have. So the LA Galaxy playing against Santos Laguna again. Wednesday, February 24th at 7 p.m. This is at StubHub Center, uh, the first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinals. You need to be there, quite honestly. If you're listening to the show, you're already a diehard LA Galaxy fan. If you are from out of town, if you live in Texas like Javi, I'm pretty sure Javi lives in Texas. If you live in Texas like Javi, then you need to get on a plane, a bus, or a boat, however you can get here, for this game. Because quite honestly, this game and what it represents is at least in the moment, bigger than any other game the LA Galaxy will play this season. Um, Most definitely. Because if they're able to get past Santos Laguna, now you're starting to get somewhere. And quite honestly, with the way that America has been playing, Club America has been playing, uh, they haven't been playing great. So can Seattle get past Club America? Because we play, if the LA Galaxy get past Santos Laguna, you would play the winner of that, of that of matchup, Seattle, Seattle America. and America. Yeah, that's that's going to be a humdinger, that Seattle Club America game. It is. It's going to be great. So it's something to watch as well if you want to sort of keep your eye on those games. Um, you know, Watch some of the other ones, but that's who you're going to play. Uh, if you get past Santos Laguna, I don't want to count my chickens here, but you know, you, you have to be aware of everything. All right. We have another call. Uh, let's see. I'm going to take this call. It very well could be Dan Kennedy. I have no idea. He might be calling a little early. So let's see, find out who this is. Three, two, three. Who's this? What's going on? Josh, it's Jose. Jose, how's it going? See, we got every Jose on the, on the call. Jose number two. Jose. Oh, no- you could call me evil Jose. I, I was going to say Jose numero dos. All right. Si, exactly. Senor. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jose. What's up? Uh, well, I just wanted to kind of sprinkle some optimism about this Santos Laguna match. One, yeah. this is they're actually under third manager in about less than a year. Yes. So, so they're still trying to kind of get you know into the groove of things with the new manager. And then um, you know by looking, I've seen a couple other games because I, I do watch the UMX, and the games that they have won, they've played against kind of competition that's not really top tier. Uh, you know, they, they play against TJ, which, again, they have a new manager in Miguel Herrera, Querétaro, which is another team that's kind of very mid-tier to low kind of level of a, of a Mexican team in that league. Right. And then you look at the losses. They lose against Club America. They lost against Monterey, which is the current closest to the next, and they lost their opener against their own. So, uh, basically, it kind of shows that, one, Santos is pretty much a mid-tier team. They don't have as much depth as those other teams that they play where they lost. Right. And if you look at the Galaxy's makeup, I mean, this, uh, even going through your, your, your show today, uh, you know, with Los Santos, you got Dejong, you got Gerard, Robert Keane, Jossie Sardes, uh, Bulletin, and Jet. I mean, like you said, it's a 2018 deep uh, uh, team. Right. So... I think, you know, to sprinkle some optimism into people that might be afraid, you know, we're going against a Mexican team and, you know, yes, in the past, we haven't done well against them. I think the only team that uh, the Galaxy have beaten and eliminated was Morelia, if I remember correctly. But, 
you know, just some sprinkle optimism. You know, Santos is also, you know, they're also kind of getting to the groove of things with a new manager as well. So uh, just if you look at, like, uh, from roster to roster uh, standpoint, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. The Galaxy have a much better roster. So, uh, again, looking at yesterday's, uh, last night's game, you know, the water locked kind of match, I'm actually surprised that, the referees in and kind of stopped the game at some point because at that point I was kind of more concerned about injury than anything else. So yeah, no, no, that's. Um, and I looked at the I looked at the forecast and it looks like next week it should be nice and nice and uh and hot sunny probably. And, yeah, you know, Wendy doesn't have to worry about you know, the Galaxy having to play in another kind of waterlogged game. So it should be good. Uh, if you look at the Galaxy's other preseason games where they've actually played in good conditions. They've looked a lot better than what you saw last night. So uh, I'm not losing any sleep over what I saw last night. Uh, yes, the only thing that I do get concerned is the high line because uh, Santos is going to be playing like a counter-attacking uh, right. a formation in the first leg, especially. They're going to try to catch the Galaxy on the counter. And I do have a, a player, Janini Tavares, who uh, is a 6-3 at Cape Verde player who's Basically, Santos is go-to striker up front. Right. So, uh, and I think most of their attacks come from the left side as well. So, hopefully, Ashley Cole is going to be able to step up and 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 put a clamp down on them. So, awesome. Anyway, awesome. That, awesome. that's my two cents, man. But uh, I, I think there's plenty of optimism. I think uh, we can, as long as we don't concede any goals at home. That that's going to be uh, and, that, you know, that's going to be key right there. No, you, you said it. You said it the best way right there, Jose. Thanks so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Great, lots of great information there. Three one zero. Who's this? Yo, it's Yo, T. How you doing? How's it going, man? Good, good. Hi, Wendy. How you doing out there? I'm doing good. <laughs> right what on, right what, what do you got? We got about we got about two minutes. So 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 make it quick. All right. Um, just excited about the Champions League game. Um, I think we need to be cautiously optimistic, right. especially since we are going down south and uh, for the return leg, and you know how they get behind their team. So uh, the fitness is a real issue for me right now. So I just hope they can really turn up the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, that is, you, you, you hit it exactly right on the head there. Fitness is going to be the major key for this LA Galaxy team, whether or not they're able to do anything, whether or not they're able to overcome that. Fitness and offense for me right now are the two big questions, and everything else I think is okay. So between those things, I mean, the Galaxy could end up going away with this 0-0. Now, if that happens, 0-0, I, I don't feel comfortable. Would you? No, not at all. Yeah. No. Um, maybe if we get a break in a set piece or a PK, but... Um, it'll be tough going, uh, maybe counterattacks. I don't know, man. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I certainly appreciate you calling in. We'll, we'll catch you next time. We're going to run out of time here, but th- thanks so much, all right? Right on. Take it easy. All right. All right, Wendy. All right, we made it through the calls. We're just about just there. Out there. We're, we're, we're ready to wrap up here. Um, is there is there anything else you want to talk about before before I let you go? No, I just want everyone to cross their fingers, and I'm going to see everyone at the game next week, and I'm just going to be... I'm just, I think I'm going to be on pins and needles until then. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be interesting. interesting. All right, so, uh, Wendy, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. We're going to catch back up with you again, another show. Thanks for, so much for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Okay, thanks. All right. All right, that's Wendy Thomas. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take a break now. Um, whenever I do that, that usually means that we're going to have a player interview, and our player interview is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. All right, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Dan Kennedy, goalkeeper for the LA Galaxy, is supposed to be joining us here in just a little bit.
ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Kessman here with you for the final segment before we close out the show. Wanted to save this guest for very last, uh, a special guest, somebody who I have watched uh, for quite some time here, ever since I broke into uh, covering Major League Soccer. Of course, he was always on the wrong side of the hall, so we never got to have him on the show. But I'm happy to say that the LA Galaxy have rectified that situation now, and uh, earlier this season made a trade for LA Galaxy goalkeeper now, Dan Kennedy. Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Certainly appreciate it. No, long awaited. I guess happy to be here. And no, it's uh, it's really great. We've uh, I've got to talk to you a little bit in preseason, but I wanted to have you on the show. Um, you know, you're somebody that a lot of LA Galaxy fans have watched for years. Like I said, always on the other side of the table. Uh, what does it feel like to come across the aisle and now be an LA Galaxy member? Um, yeah, it feels it feels great. Um, obviously, just the all for for us players, all the little things off the field um play play a very important part of success on the field and uh certainly i know this town well and it's easy for my family and i to settle in but uh you know the la galaxy just do every everything right so they they really give us players no excuses but but to succeed so i'm i'm really excited to be a part of it well, well, you were born in Fullerton, California. I don't know the whole history, but did you stay mostly in the Fullerton area? Are you an Orange County guy? Yeah, yeah so I was I was literally born in Fullerton and uh, grew up in Yorba my whole life. My my folks, um, I lived in the same house my entire life in Yorba Linda. So right. I grew up in LA, watching LA Galaxy, watching Kevin Hartman do his thing. Um, and... Zach Adele is a goalkeeper coach at the Galaxy for a long period of time, was my goalkeeper coach growing up. So I had some ties there, but certainly a place that I dreamed of playing. Yeah, I mean, it has to feel pretty good. I know you were in Dallas last year. Uh, not necessarily uh, probably the way that you wanted it to end with Dallas, but you know, given a little bit of a, a new life here with the LA Galaxy, what have you seen so far from this team and how it's sort of uh, starting to be built and, uh, and looks like it's getting ready to go here for CCL? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely have the pieces um, to to do something special, without a question. It's just a matter of making sure we get all those pieces in the right in the right place, and uh, it's our job to to pull it all together and work hard and and make sure we're all pulling in the, in the same direction. So uh, the locker room seems just like a great group of guys, which is uh, it makes it really nice to come to work every day. But on top of that, not just a great group of guys, but a great group. Of of soccer players so um really our our own expectations should be extremely high i know we're certainly excited and i hope the fans are excited too yeah i I certainly think the fans are excited talk about the locker room it's something that i talk about uh, a lot of the times getting a small glimpse in there on occasion whether it's training or after games in the locker room and you know just sort of the feeling around the locker room how important is it to have quote unquote a good locker room well, that's the key to success. Um, it, it doesn't matter how uh, talented a team is. If, if the locker room isn't isn't right, then the team will fall apart. Um, what LA, the LA Galaxy as an organization does so well is they put you in an environment in which you're, you're happy to be there, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, all the players come in early and, and have no problem sticking around late because of, 
the facilities, the setup and the environment that has been built over time. And um, we just have a, a real balanced group in there right now. It seems like a lot of, a lot of new guys, but uh, plenty of, plenty of uh, veterans on the team that have been around LA galaxy long enough to know what, the club is all about and set the standard and hopefully us new guys can just refresh it a little bit and uh, keep it interesting. Well, I remember after the LA Galaxy had won the 2012 uh, MLS Cup, uh, there were rumors that the LA Galaxy really wanted you on the team. Um, I know that you, you've sort of maybe been uh, maybe been a an object that Bruce Arena has has wanted to get on his uh, on his team. Uh, when did you first know that the LA Galaxy were interested in you and in acquiring you this season? Um, this season? Yeah, this season or any season. Did you, yeah, had, had you so heard anything? So, well, yeah, I, throughout my career, I've had moments in which I, when I was on, on Chivas USA, I had multiple coaches and, and, uh, leadership of the club, one being the president told me that I was going to be traded, uh, told my agent I was going to be traded, told me I was going to be traded. And so whenever that would happen, the first thing I would do is say, okay, make it easy on my family. And I've, been a good ambassador for the club so far trading me down across the hall right and that was just something for uh competitive reasons i don't think chivas usa wanted to do right um so that's you know rumors turn for that that reason um and now just looking back on on fc dallas and and the steps that it took for me to get here um when I was very candid with Dallas that I would prefer to be traded to the galaxy last year. Right. Um, and that was no secret. They were very fair to me and, and went out of their way to accommodate myself and my, my wife in, in Texas. And we, we came to an agreement that was good enough to, to take a chance. And obviously it just, it didn't work out the way I envisioned it or they envisioned it, but with that it presented an opportunity Right. Um, and the opportunity was to move on. And so uh, once that happens, basically, I, we went far in the playoffs and I was all in because you never know how things can go. And maybe you get you get back in the, in the goal, you know, and you and you have the chance to play for something. Right. And one season ended, I took a couple of days and just spoke to my wife and told her, if, you know, if, if I go in and ask for a trade, it by no means uh, means that I will end up in LA or we will end up in LA. It means that we can go anywhere in the league. And, um, she said, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I really did feel that the chance was there that LA could be a player in that game of, of, of the trade. And fortunately enough, uh, for me, um, I think my relationship with Dallas was fantastic and they were understanding of the situation that I was in and, they didn't stand in the way to get that deal done, whether it was in conference or not. So I, you know, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. And I probably found out that it was an option uh, right after a Moscow final. Right. So it all, it all happened pretty quickly. I literally left Dallas on vacation with my wife and my son. And, um, and we left the suitcases not knowing when we'd come back. And in fact, we only went back to pick up, 
pick up a couple items to make this work here in LA. So it's been a, quite a crazy few months, but it's been it's been a, something to be really excited about. I was going to say, and we're recording this as you're as you're being the uh, the single dad babysitter right now. I heard Archer, your son, is, right. is sleeping, so we had to wait a little bit until that happened. But I'm glad we got you on. That's that's good stuff. That's, we like that. That's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. My, I mean, we're we're a, 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 both parent both parents work in this family, so right. my wife is in New York working away for the week and on daddy daycare uh for the next six days now we're on countdown mode <laughs> that, that's awesome that, that's perfect well you have the uh CONCACAF champions league game coming up against santos laguna on wednesday uh this is obviously a huge game for the la galaxy i imagine that it's been preached like crazy um you know that this is so important to the club what are you thinking about santos coming up on wednesday and uh, do you think this team is ready uh, yeah, I think we're ready. Um, the, the commitment of this group has been, uh, we, we've set a new standard in a way, you know, this, this, we were, we were all willing to come in early and work with each other, um, to, to get this thing right and be prepared. And, uh, hopefully it, not only does that drive us closer together, but it puts an emphasis on what's at stake. And I, I think that we all understand the, the importance of this first game Wednesday, um, I think in general we've had a really good preseason, so we should go into it knowing that way. Hey, we're playing we're playing at the Stub Pump Center, and and this is where this is where this club historically has won uh, everything from you know MLS Cups to league matches to Concacaf games, and we need to come out on the front foot and and and, and take it to Santos and really just just dive right into this thing. Yeah, it should be a, a great matchup. Obviously, it's what most LA Galaxy fans have been waiting for since the LA Galaxy got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs in 2015. So a lot of build up to this. Uh, do you expect a full house for this uh, this game, Dan? Uh, I mean, the, the the support has been tremendous throughout preseason. Uh, we we've had we've had great support just for these preseason games. So I, I imagine we're going to have a lot of a lot of warm bodies in there keeping us company and pushing us along and, and hopefully the the excitement around the new signings of, of this team and just the new season upon us and how, how important the CONCACAF Champions League is uh, for the LA Galaxy. I, I certainly hope that we can find a way to fill these stands. Well, Dan, we certainly want to appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to us. I know it was a busy day for you. Uh, I, I want to thank you for, uh, for taking some time. And, of course, we wish you the best of luck on the next game and the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll talk to you again real soon. All good. Thank you very much. And whenever you want to chat, just give me a ring. You got it. Thanks, Dan. All right, that's L.A. Galaxy goalkeeper Dan Kennedy joining us here on Corner of the Galaxy. A uh, great guy, really, really great guy. Uh, glad that he's on the LA Galaxy team, and we're going to see how he performs coming up on Wednesday. Again, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Wednesday, the 24th, 7 p.m. at StubHub Center. Make sure you're there, lagalaxy.com forward slash tickets. That's where you want to get there if you want to be at this game. All right, I cut Wendy off before she could even tell you where to find her at Bards Blonde on Twitter. Um, she writes for American Soccer Now as well, so follow her on Twitter. Look at her on American Soccer Now and, of course, on cornerofthegalaxy.com and doing all of her great shows here as well. So lots of good stuff from Wendy. Really happy to have her on the show. Really, thank you to the LA Galaxy for making Dan Kennedy available to us. Sammy the Barber in Buena Park, thanks for listening, buddy. Remember, everybody needs to go. Visit Sammy whenever you need your haircut. Sammy the Barber, True School Barbershop in Buena Park, corner of Western and La Palma. He's there every day except for Wednesdays and Sundays, all right? He wants to talk some soccer. You need a haircut. It's a match made in heaven. 
Alright, that does it. The LA Galaxy face off against Santos Laguna. CCL quarterfinals be there. Stub Up Center on Wednesday. For everybody here at Corner of the Galaxy, I'm Josh Gessman. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backfield.com. Backfield.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everyone.